Welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we bring you immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories from travelers around the world. How's it going? Happy Monday. First things first, I want to welcome a new guy to the team. His name is Cody Crab with two Bs. He is from Utah in the US, and he is our new composer. He is so good at what he does. You will hear his work from this episode and the previous one. Onwards, he is awesome and you know what he's a great dude too so hit us up on travel stories uk tell us what you think of cody's work i for one love it so you know what i realized i was listening to our last episodes right you know when you hear yourself on tape and you go do i really say that is that what i really sound like well i was listening to it and every three or four seconds i say i love it i sound like leslie nielsen from the naked gun you know i love it at every three seconds man i, I don't know what to do so this episode, you will still hear it because this is pre-recorded. But from now, man, I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try and stop that stuff. You'll see. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't particularly love it. Anyway, on to today's episode. We have Meg Gerard from Mapping Megan. You can find her online at mappingmegan.com. She's on Twitter at Mapping Megan. Facebook Mapping Megan. You get the drift. Everything is Mapping Megan. YouTube, actually, she's on YouTube at Mapping Meg. She is an adventure travel enthusiast. She's a digital nomad originally from Canberra, ACT in Australia. And she's a pleasure to talk to. She's got a great story for us today. Well, I won't ruin it. I won't ruin it. You'll see what it's about. So let's dive into it. You're listening to the Travel Stories Podcast, and this is Meg Gerard. Hi, Meg. How's it going? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. No worries at all. Whereabouts in the world are you? Right now in Canberra. I was about to say sunny Canberra, but it's actually around 6 seven o'clock at night now and we're going into winter so it's starting to get dark really early <laughs> oh yeah that's right because uh, whenever i think about australia it's either uh up in queensland or down in melbourne so i've, I've always got to ask is it do it does winter happen where you are you know what i mean it does that's that's actually probably one of the biggest myths about australia that it's like warm 24 7 but we experience all four seasons trust me <laughs> yeah that's it i mean um down in melbourne i had uh, the singer for my old band he'd never seen snow before which I thought was weird because he was in Melbourne, but um, but then I was I was on the phone to my mom one time, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's like I don't know five degrees. She was like, what? I thought I thought you were in Australia. What's going on? But, <laughs> oh yeah, we get minus temperatures. It's horrible during winter. <laughs> really? No way. Did not know that. Cool. So as I mentioned in the intro, Megan is at Mapping Megan on Twitter, and she's got a blog up which is fantastic called Mapping Megan, and I love the tagline that you've got. Reality is negotiable. How cool is that? I love it. Yeah, it's a basically pretty much like the whole, it's a little less cliche than the whole follow your dreams. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much it's that idea of following your dreams because there are no rules to life and you can pretty much make it whatever you want. So we're really like trying to push that to make people realize that they can live the life that they want. I love it. And I had a I had a read of your blog and it seems like you've done so much to make it happen. You've uh, it's not like you've fallen into this life of constant travel and luxury and and stuff like that. You've really really worked to make it happen. And uh, in particular I saw a post the uh how I afford to travel post. This is a question that we get an awful lot. Well, how do you afford to travel? You get back home from travel and people go, "Ah, oh, I could never do that. I don't have the money." And your your blog post is really really eye-opening. 
touching on that. So, um, yeah, could you explain what was in the in the post and everything for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so my first trip abroad was in 2007 and I was 18 and had just graduated high school. So I took a year off in between university and high school and um, worked in the UK for a year. And that's um, pretty much I returned home with the travel bug. So I returned home to my kind of five years of university, but I decided that I wasn't happy just like sitting at home and I was never going to travel again. So I was studying full time and then I took up a full time job as well um, because I wanted I was dead set on traveling in every semester break that I possibly could. And then I realized that that still wasn't really enough money to fund the level of travel that I wanted to do. So I took on a second full time job. (laughs) Um, So I was essentially working overnight shifts at McDonald's, um, doing my university assessments on those overnight shifts when I had like kind of some downtime working full time in a hotel um, during the day. And yeah, pretty much everything that I earned, every single penny went towards traveling during every semester break, whether that was studying abroad or volunteering abroad or just kind of taking vacation trips. Um, Every single penny went to travel. And I guess the other big thing is learning what to sacrifice. So for instance, friends might be going out spending like cash on movies or going out to dinner each night or buying new clothes. But I decided that the most important thing to me was world experiences and getting out there and kind of seeing the world and experiencing new cultures while I was young and while I had the chance. So yeah, it was kind of a mixture of just really, really hard work deciding that I was going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. Nice. And that, folks, is how you get it done. That is awesome. (laughs) I heard a saying once, and I love this saying, and it's it goes to the effect of we do the things that people won't so that we can live the lives that people can't. That is exactly what I was thinking of. That is the exact phrase. Yeah, oh there you go. (laughs) Great minds think alike. That's right. I think there's even a I think there's a photo of me in that blog post that you were talking about that has me lying on the ground on McDonald's on an overnight shift with, with my pillow. <laughs> I've seen I used that. To, um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll link that up in the show notes for everyone. I used to have a pillow in my car because I'd drive from university to work to home and like I'd get home and have a couple of hours sleep like overnight but then get up at 6am again for another shift. So if I figured if there was an hour in my car between university and shifts or whatever, I'd just sleep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that is the way to do it. And I find travel is one of those things where – when you've done it and you've got the travel bug, you do really want to make it happen because you think, well, I just can't go back to this other life, this reality that I'm supposed to go into. So like you say, you'll do anything to make it happen. And I love that you've done that. I think it's absolutely great. Like I say, you haven't just fallen into it. You haven't struck it lucky being an entrepreneur. It's just you've made it work. And that's what I love about it. That is great. So, well, congratulations for that. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I think like Passion is a big motivator and that's why I just really do push the line that reality is negotiable because you can live the life of your dreams. You just need to decide to make it happen and put the wheels into motion and actually make it happen. Mm, Absolutely. I love that. So the story you've got for us today, whereabouts does it take place? It actually takes place in Africa. Well, kind of all over the world, but it starts in Africa. Mm, Okay, cool. And what part of Africa is that? Um, Tanzania. Nice. Okay, cool. Somewhere I've, uh, I've not been before. Would you recommend? I would absolutely recommend it. Um, just the amazing wildlife experiences. You can take safari. Um, there's also Kilimanjaro, which is the tallest freestanding mountain in the world. Mm. Um, so if you're feeling particularly adventurous, you can summit. And um, that's kind of the baseline for my story today, is the Kilimanjaro climb. Uh, if you could also give the story a name, what would you call it? 
It's going to sound a little cliche, but we're going to call it long distance love. Oh, I love it. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> I already can't wait to write the music to this. I know it's going to be great. <laughs> okay, awesome. Radio, you're listening to the Travel Stories podcast, and this is Meg Gerard with Long Distance Love. Hi guys. So yeah, um, basically my story is called Long Distance Love and it's actually the story of how I met my husband. Um, so I'm from Australia and Mike's from America. And the biggest shock on everyone's face is they ask us, where did, where did we meet? I'm from Australia. He's from the States. They say, where did you meet? That's the very first question that people ask us. We always love the reaction on people's faces when we say Africa because naturally, <laughs> he's from the States, I'm from Australia, we met in Africa. What had happened was we were both two solo travellers. We had both decided that one of our biggest missions for that year, um, the year that we met was 2010, and we were both going to summit Mount Kilimanjaro. We were both going to go to Tanzania, have the African adventure of a lifetime, take in a safari, summit this huge mountain, and... That was, I guess, pretty much it. We obviously didn't have the expectations that we were going to meet the love of our lives and they were going to be from a separate continent. Ironically enough, we had both planned to travel with partners at that time, but both partners had decided to pull out. So we just decided, you know what, screw it, we're going to go solo. Like, why let another person kind of ruin this epic African adventure? We both traveled to Africa and Mike had gone on his safari. I had done my Kilimanjaro climb. And then at we met at the bottom of Kilimanjaro after we'd both kind of summited in separate groups. We met at the bottom. I always said to people that if this guy was interested in me, I'd just come off this ridiculously long mountain climb. It was seven days. I looked horrible. I was all bloated. I looked like a 40 year old man because just like the elements really do take their toll so I figured if this guy was interested in me and I looked like this then it could only be uphill from there so yeah we both met at the bottom of Kilimanjaro at the hotel at the end and our groups kind of do the whole like we had beers at the bar and general chit chat and that kind of thing and we only had 12 hours to spend with each other before we took off on our flights back to our respective countries the next day so we stayed up overnight and just kind of chatted the night away and just really got on like a house on fire. And it was crazy because I'd never imagined that my life would go in like, I guess it makes sense when you think of it, that I was a traveler, a solo traveler. I spent six months pretty much out of every year traveling. It makes sense that I would meet the love of my life on the road. But yeah, I just, I guess it really didn't hit me that this was the day that was probably going to change my life forever. Yeah, we met and we got on and we swapped email addresses and then the next day we had to kind of part our separate ways. I got on my flight and I was spending a seven day layover in Dubai on the way back to Australia. And on the day that I got back to Australia, I went back to the hotel that I was working at and a huge bunch of roses rocked up at the hotel. Yeah, he'd um, gone online and found a flower shop um, in Canberra, which is where I'm from, and ordered this huge bunch of roses just to be delivered to my workplace. So I'm guessing it must have been a um, pretty lasting impression. <laughs> and from there, we 
kept in contact. So we kept emailing, we chatted on the phone and we decided let's actually try and make this happen. Let's actually start dating. It was long distance, which a lot of people, I guess, didn't really understand because it's not something that's done every, every day and a long distance relationship can be really difficult. A lot of negativity from family and friends. I got told that I was probably going to end up in a wheelie bin <laughs> because they didn't obviously know him and I was telling everybody that I was going overseas to meet up with this kind of stranger that they didn't know and they hadn't met. Lots of kind of obstacles to overcome, but yeah, from that point it was kind of a very whirlwind relationship. From this chance encounter, kind of meeting each other at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, the next morning, that next morning, I just randomly said to him, what are you doing for New Year's? We decided to meet up in Scotland. So we met in the August. We then met in Scotland for New Year's in December that year. And then he came to see me in Australia. And then I went to see him in America. And we just kind of kept our relationship alive through travel. I guess it really sums up our passion for travel and our lives to that point and then we decided that he would move to Australia so he spent 12 months living with me in Australia and then we were married in Hawaii. Ever since then we've kind of traveled full-time and kept that passion alive and I guess the point that I really wanted to push through that is once again the tagline that reality can be anything you want it to be and sometimes life can be even better than a fairy tale. Like life can be even better than the dream that you have in mind if you let it. If you have something that you're passionate about and if you have something that you know could be great, fight for it. That's the biggest message that I wanted to give everyone today is that if there is something in your life that could be great, don't settle for something, anything less than that. Like actually stay motivated and stay determined to actually make it happen. And if that means jumping over obstacles or doing anything you need to do to make it happen, go for it. I truly believe that reality can be much better than a fairy tale or a dream that we have in mind if you let it and if you work for it. Fantastic. I love it. First off, hats off for the roses. That is a great move. I know. <laughs> he actually, like, he was very creative at one stage after we actually started dating. I was, and because obviously the time differences between the States and Australia, you have to keep in mind too, which made this impressive. I was going on my lunch break at work at the hotel and this pizza rocks up and it's a, it's a pizza delivery. He's ordered garlic bread and he's ordered like my favorite pizza and it just Rocks up on time for my lunch break. It's ridiculous how creative he got. Guy's got skills. I love it. He does. <laughs> <laughs> After my friends and family kind of finally came around to the idea of like having met someone that they didn't know overseas and doing the whole long distance thing, um, actually started, um, <laughs> he started getting told that he had to like dial it down because he was making everyone else look bad. <laughs> he really is. Uh, I don't think I can put the show out anymore because it's just oh, making... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Getting man. a standard. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. Man, how crazy is the serendipity of life? You know, you both went solo traveling. You were meant to go with partners, like you said, and you met at the bottom of Kilimanjaro. How crazy is that? Like how that all like, came together? It is. It, it makes you wonder, like, which moments in life are those moments that completely change the course of your life? And, like, if you if just one thing hadn't happened, um, the reason I actually met him was I'd met two travellers who were Australian travellers before I went on my safari at that same hotel, and then he was put in their group on the Kilimanjaro climb. So then when everyone kind of came back on the same day, those two came over to me, and, that's, and he was in the group of three, so that's kind of how they met. So, yeah, it's just crazy to think the very small details that go into a moment like that. That is crazy. What are your thoughts on like on fate and stuff like that? Or do you think it's more of the the serendipity, the circumstance, all these things that are kind of that you choose one way to go and it has an infinite amount of possibilities and then, it, you know, it all comes together and just happens. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely m- believe more in kind of serendipity necessar- than necessarily fate mm. because I do believe that we make our own fate, like our decisions and our actions, like we control our own destiny in a way. But I definitely uh, um, definitely believe in serendipity just because the coincidence that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how to explain it, I guess, but that there, I believe that things happen the way they're meant to happen, but I believe that you make it happen, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, it makes me think of the phrase, there is no fate but what we make for ourselves. That's actually a Terminator 2 reference. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it still stands. I love it. <laughs> so you're traveling together now and going all yes, over the so, world. Yep. So ever since then, we travel as a couple. We do like spend a, we've been traveling full time for the last four years, essentially. So any couple who travels full time together will tell you that there are, you do have to take days where you have your own solo adventures because being around someone for 24-7 every every single day. You do need your time apart. Um, <laughs> so we do still have our own solo solo kind of adventures and we have our own different interests. But, yeah, so we've been traveling as a couple ever since then. Mm. So you've done a lot of solo travel and it sounds like you've done a lot of travel with your partner as well. I'm not going to ask which you prefer because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, what's, the, what's the main difference of it? You know, if you could really sum it up and say, well, Solo travel, it's great because of this, you know, the freedom or, or something like that. But traveling with a partner, you, you have this with it. You know what I mean? What, what's the yeah, main like, difference? There are benefits of both, really. But like traveling with a partner, you have someone to share it with. And I think that's the main difference. You have someone to look back on those moments with. And you can, t- like, you know, when, like, when you're traveling solo, it's fantastic because you do make friends and there are people like who you'll instantly connect with and you can take out, like you can head out with for the day. Mm. But with traveling with a partner, you've got someone who in 10 years you can still share that moment with. Whereas when you're traveling solo, it's still fantastic, but that person that you shared that moment with, you're it's likely that you're not in contact with them anymore. Mm. So it really is about having someone to have in-jokes with and to turn around and go, remember that time when and that kind of thing. So I think that's probably the biggest difference between them that's right and uh, when you're traveling solo and you meet someone you may end up marrying them that you know that kind there of you go <laughs> exactly i've always um i'm always asked like when i'm i do interviews and podcasts and they always ask me what my most memorable souvenir is from overseas and i have to say my husband 
Oh, I love it. That's almost, <laughs> that's, that's cheesy. I love it. it it's a little cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got the roses down and you bring the cheese. I like it. There you go. <laughs> that's the way it should be. I love it. So awesome. Thank you very much for your story today. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Where can people find you online? Um, you can pretty much find us everywhere online. It's ridiculous how many social medias we're on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so pretty much we have Facebook. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, um, anything that I've missed. Type in Mapping Megan and our profile should pop up. Um, and of course, on our blogs, so mappingmegan.com for the latest in adventure travel from all around the world. Nice. I love it. Okay, brilliant. Awesome. So is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of bringing that back to the whole notion that reality is negotiable. Just remember that there are no rules in life. Like we're brought up to believe that life is meant to go a certain way, that you grow up, you go to school, you go to college, you get married, you have kids, you get a job. But if that's not the life you want to live, like if that's the life you want to live, that's great. But if it's not, you don't even have to settle for that. Like reality is negotiable and there are no rules to life. So seriously, go out and follow your dreams because reality can be so much better than any fairy tale. That's right. You heard it here first, people. Go out, follow your dreams, get what you want. You don't have to follow the script. I love it. Thank you very much for today. It's been great. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Awesome. Speak to you again. Yes. Bye. Thanks again to Meg for her story and thanks to you guys for joining us on her journey. Is it just me or did I say I love it about 73,000 times there? I really did love it. I'm just going to go with that. Let's see how it goes. Anyway, I'd like to have another shout out for our man, Cody Crab. You can find him online, codycrab.weebly.com. That's two B's in crab, two E's in weebly. What a great word, weebly. I love that. Oh, I said it again. Anyway, thank you for joining us on her journey again. Great to have you here. Get in touch on Twitter at Travel Stories UK. Let me know what you think of the episode. If you enjoyed the show and you're on iTunes, please subscribe and leave a review. Just search for the show in iTunes. You'll find it right there. Show notes for this episode can be found with the rest of them at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. And again, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Twitter at TravelStoriesUK. So, thanks again. Join us next time for another immersive, inspiring, and international travel story. And remember, we travel, some of us forever, to seek other states other lives, other souls. Mm-hmm.